What is going on guys and welcome to another episode of the Lean365 podcast. So today is probably the first one I've done in about four weeks, five weeks now uh, without a special guest. So it's actually just me today. Uh, we've got no one else on, um, which does make a little bit of a change. So what I wanted to talk about today is, is something I kind of get asked quite a lot now. Like A lot of people have always known me to have been in shape and it's, it's not by chance, right? I didn't just get here. Uh, and, and maintain where I'm at just by luck, okay? It's not just genetics. So what I wanted to base today's episode around is the secrets to staying in shape, okay? So 10 tips to maintaining abs year-round. Maybe you just have to sort of change change that title a little bit based on whether you're a male or a female. If you're a female, I don't expect you to be maintaining abs year-round. <laughs> but, um, you know, look, even if you're a guy and the goal isn't to have a six-pack, how to maintain a lean physique year round, have a body you're proud of and generally stay in shape for life. That's why I wanted to touch on today's episode. Okay, so I'm going to be giving you guys 10 tips, 10 things that I do that have allowed me to have been in shape since I've really started training. Um, I don't really know a time where I've ever kind of fallen out of shape. Like there's been times where I've been off track. I am human. Um, there's been times where I've binged badly, rebounded badly, but I don't think it's ever gone to the extent of where I've fallen out of shape. Like I've always had good enough standards and sort of good enough habits to have maintained uh, composition to a good enough standard. Like no one would have ever looked at me and thought, this guy is out of shape. And uh, I kind of had a bit of a think about what are the kind of biggest things that have allowed me to have be able to maintain uh, and have kept that kind of physique and condition over the years. And I think this is a lot of stuff that's going to resonate with um, other people potentially as well, uh, other sort of coaches and, and people that are in shape. And I'm sure it's very sort of similar habits across the board for lean individuals. So what I wanted to start off with was three things that you do not need to do, okay? So I'm going to kind of start the episode off with a few things and misconceptions that people kind of associate that you need to do if you want to be lean all year round and want to have a six pack when the reality is you actually don't need to do these things okay so the first one is doing lots of running lots of cardio lots of running all the time people kind of associate doing that to having a lean physique um, and quite honestly guys you really don't need to be doing that um, and let's be you know let's be real like professional runners don't actually have great physiques let's just kind of look at it from that perspective you know the guys that do like lots of running all the time like they're lean but they wouldn't I wouldn't say that people aspire to have running physiques right I know that I definitely don't maybe like the 100 meter sprinters but you know I'm talking about the marathon runners and the guys that go a little bit longer distance I wouldn't say they're particularly people that don't get me wrong they're great fit athletes but you know if we're really going along the lines of sort of having that aesthetic beach physique that you know a lot of us want you know a lot of us guys aspire to have the beach look uh, you know it's not typically going to come from lots of running and I think it's a bit of a misconception that you need to be running all the time to be able to be in shape okay so that's definitely something that you don't need to be doing now don't get me wrong running is absolutely fine I still do running I still love a 5k and it's something I'm really trying to get back into because I think having good health and fitness is absolutely essential so you do need to be doing a proportion of cardio which I'm going to touch on a little bit later in the podcast but the misconception of I need to be running lots and lots. I feel like this is the first thing people want to do when they lose weight. They're like, right, I'm going to start running now because I want to lose weight. Like that is not really an intervention for weight loss at all. Okay, so we really need to be taking that away because often what happens when you start running loads as well 
is one, you start to become very fatigued. Like your recovery is going to be a little bit off. You quite, you can get a lot of injuries from running as well, especially if you are a little bit heavier at the start. No, running is just not a good uh, thing to do really if you're if you're trying to kind of shift weight, um, especially without a focus on the diet. Uh, and just generally cardio, you know, full stop, even if that's coming from lots of classes and stuff as well. People think that the sort of heavy hit training or whatever is, is again, is a great intervention for keeping the weight off year round. And um, I would I would kind of argue to that point. OK, so that's the first thing you don't need to be doing lots and lots of cardio. You know, the boring stuff It's not something that needs to be done. Exercise should be enjoyable. It really, really should. And if you enjoy doing cardio, please do carry on doing it. But the misconception of lots of cardio to kind of stay lean year round is, is just not really the case. Secondly, training your abs, okay? So training your abs for like hours every single week, which again is a massive misconception. People think that to have a six pack year round, you should be training your abs all the time and spending shitloads of time doing ab exercises. Again, this is complete BS. Um, I have only really just started doing a few ab exercises. I was periods of time especially in this last 10 years where weeks and weeks and weeks would go by and I would not even touch like specific ab exercise or ab training. Um, you really don't need to be doing that. If you want a six pack and you want to maintain a six pack, you know, your nutrition is going to be the number one kind of driver towards that and just general activity and stuff like that. It is not a question of hitting your abs and doing lots of sit-ups. Sit-ups are actually going to be more detrimental to your health and your lower back um, than actually not doing them at all so you definitely want to be avoiding that but just in general you know like you can kind of read in like a men's health magazine that the guys in there are doing all these like crazy ab workouts and it's part of their like weekly schedule and again guys we don't need to be doing that at all okay so there is nothing wrong with doing a little bit of abs and I quite often sort of tag that onto the end of my workouts um, so you know you'll see me doing one or two exercises but it is nothing more than that I, I really don't spend kind of hours on end and you know go to the gym specifically training my abs because that's a complete waste of time okay you most of you watching this or listening to this probably don't have lots and lots of time and hours to be burning in the gym you know so we want to be training effectively and doing lots of ab work is not really making use of your time okay and the third point before we go into our 10 tips um is you don't have to be boring as hell like people seem to associate people that are lean and in good shape as ha you must be boring mate you must not ever go out and have fun that is just not true guys at all I wouldn't say I live the most like extravagant lifestyle and go out and drink and, and do lots of I don't know quote-unquote fun stuff but I certainly am not boring like you know I'll have a drink when I want to drink I'll eat where I want when I want um you know I don't restrict and that's the same for you know a lot of coaches and, and people that I know in, in my fitness space that are in good shape. You know, there is no reason you have to be boring and live a restrictive lifestyle. Okay. You can be in great shape year round and have a really fun life to match that. So you do not have to be boring as hell to be able to be in shape and maintain shape. So they are like three misconceptions that must go. Okay. So now I'm going to go into my 10 tips. Okay, so the first tip we're going to go with is I really think you need to be training at least three days per week consistently, lifting weights with intent if you want to maintain a look, a good look here around. Okay, I say three times a minimum. I, I personally train five days a week. Um, occasionally, I might drop down to four days. Occasionally, if I'm super busy and I don't know, like the week's just not gone to plan or maybe I'm a little bit ill some days, I could drop down to four. 
but realistically I've always been a five day a week gym goer that's just how it works for me um, I love the structure I love you know everything that the gym brings to my day so I really want to be doing uh, the more gym routines the better really and for me as well uh, when I'm training I eat more food so my calories are higher and we always want to be eating more food right so for me I always try and get those many sessions in but I just think a general rule of thumb is if you want to be in shape year round, you should be training and I mean lifting weights at least three days per week. Now, don't get me wrong, the odd week doesn't go to plan, okay? You get ill, you know, um, you end up having to look after the kids, work becomes really stressful and you drop to, you know, two sessions, some weeks, one session. It's not the end of the world, okay? That is not going to impact your results. But I think generally as a rule of thumb, we need to be making sure we are aiming to get to the gym at least three days per week. Okay? That is just going to keep you kind of in a good gym routine, constantly maintaining muscle, if not growing muscle, and just improving your physique all the time. So it's something that I really recommend. And when I say going to the gym and lifting weights, you cannot just be going to the gym and just like kind of going through the paces. You have got to be lifting with intent. Okay, I could do another separate point on this, but I haven't. So going to the gym with intensity and properly lifting in that time frame. Now, I don't just mean going to the gym and scrolling through Instagram and, you know, lifting the same weights you've been doing for the past year and not really tracking your workouts and just generally zero focus or energy intent. We need to be going in there with serious intent on trying to improve as much as possible. So that is a guideline that I think you need to be sticking to. Going to the gym, minimum three, three days per week and lifting weights effectively and pushing, you know, to close to failure on most of your exercises and really making use of that time in there you know if you're going to go in there that is your time to work hard and to build your physique um, and improve your mental and physical health second point is maintaining a high step count so when i say high step count i'm going to say kind of 10k is a minimum right i know that's a little bit of a uh a number that's been pushed out a lot in the industry your 10k steps but in all seriousness it is a good number to follow um, and on average, you're going to burn around 500, depending on your weight, gender, but you're going to burn around an additional 500 calories per day from doing steps, which is a lot. If we look at that across the week, that's a lot, okay? So you really want to be making sure you're getting your steps nice and high. I personally aim for about 12 per day, uh, 12K. Um, some days it might be a little bit more, but that is kind of like my minimum. Um, but I just think generally for a lean person, um, a high-performing individual that wants to feel good and wants the benefits and wants the lean body, 10k steps really has got to be your minimum standard you know you shouldn't find step count hard to achieve if you really are use uh, making use of your time you've got a good structure in place you're scheduling properly you should be able to manage your steps nicely i hate the excuse that people make when they say i haven't got time to do my steps you have got time to do your steps you just have to look at your day and if that means getting up 20 minutes earlier to go and get your steps in go fucking do it because it is necessary for you to be able to feel good, have a good mental state, um, and of course, keep the weight off as well for the long run. So it's an easy, low-hanging fruit exercise that people choose kind of, you know, not to do, but the importance of it is absolutely huge. So if you are trying to lose weight or you're trying to maintain your weight loss, even if you're trying to build muscle, like whatever part of your journey you're in, I think a high step count is absolutely essential, okay? So aspire to try and get to that 10k mark as a minimum and if there are some days where you just end up doing absolutely fuck all it is not the end of the world um i will have the odd day where i realize i've been lazy i've been probably stuck in my office and, and not getting out enough and occasionally there might be days where things slip but i will always aspire to get a good step count in because i know the benefits um of doing it okay 
My third point is not completely dropping cardio at any point during the year. Now, I used to make this mistake, okay? I used to actually, when I was in my kind of quote-unquote bulking days, when I was trying to build muscle, I would neglect cardio completely. Now, I think the reason that I got away with this um, at the time was because my step count was so high, okay? So the times where I was probably uh, dropping my cardio too much, I was just doing a lot of steps because this is when I was at like uni, um, walking around a lot. I was just on the go. So I managed to get away with things pretty well. Um, and, you know, I never really put on that much weight from the lack of cardio that I was doing. But even take that away for a second. OK, we're not just trying to improve our kind of strength. That That's an element of fitness, which obviously is important. I mean, we're trying to build muscle. We're trying to improve composition. But at the same time, we're trying to look after our health. You know, we need to build cardiovascular fitness. It's like what me and Simon spoke about on the last podcast, if you haven't listened to it. We want to make ourselves hard to kill, okay? We want to make ourselves actual having a good all-round fitness base. I'm not against bodybuilding, um, but I think that bodybuilders are extremely one-dimensional, right? They are just big people that are good at lifting weights, <laughs> but they're not necessarily fit, Okay. And I think all-round fitness is so important. So I think having an element of cardio and actually pushing your cardio is super important for not just the weight maintenance or the weight loss side of things, but to look after your health as well. Because if you're looking after your health, you're going to feel better, you're going to eat better, you're going to perform better. So I think keeping an element of cardio in place all year round is super, super important. Um, and that's what I'll always implement with clients. There's not a single client that I'm working with at the moment um, that doesn't have a small proportion of cardio unless they're very, very early on in their fitness journey, potentially where we've just not quite built into their schedule yet. Um, they will have an element of cardio that we've built into that because the importance of it is absolutely huge. Um, so no matter where you are, always try and keep a little bit of cardio in place. You know, and this could literally just be like 10 minutes hit on one of your days, on, on your workout days, you know, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off type interval thing, um, or just that 20 minutes of kind of, um, you know, step or cardio, something like that, uh, like low intensity, steady state, which is, you know, essentially something you can kind of maintain for like 20 minutes or so, 30 minutes. So something like that, trying to get your heart rate to around 120, 140, um, and that is going to keep you fit. Um, and it's also going to help you burn calories, um, increase your energy output, which obviously in return, is going to help you when it comes to weight and managing your weight. So I'm a big fan of keeping cardio in all year round, whether you're trying to bulk, whether you're trying to cut, and whether you're trying to maintain your weight and just you know focus on maintenance as much as we can. Okay. The next one is having a good morning routine. Point number four. Now I have tested, I've tried a lot of morning routines. Um, I feel like the one I've got at the moment is pretty good, but I just think all in all, we need to make sure that we are productive in the morning. Um, I think that is a huge trait of a high performer and someone that is fit and lean all year round, getting a good morning routine in place. Everyone's morning routine is going to be different. I can't sit here and tell you exactly what you should be doing in the morning. However, what I can tell you is that it is important to make sure you do have some structure in place. And I think one big piece of advice I can give you in the morning is actually have time for yourself, okay? You need to make sure you are not pouring from an empty cup. You need to put... If you're the sort of person who's listening to this and you've got a family to look after, you're very reactive in the morning, you're trying to help them, try and actually spend some time working on yourself as well, okay? Maybe that's just doing some meditation. Maybe that's going out and going for a walk, planning your day, like whatever that might be. I feel like you need to make sure you are fueling yourself in the morning, getting yourself feeling good um, and just generally kind of looking after number one, which is always going to be you. But 
you know, morning routines are absolutely key. Um, and I think if we're looking at it from a kind of lean body composition perspective, you know, this is where we could be maybe going for a walk, maybe doing some cardio, um, or just preparing our food for the day and making sure um, that we've actually got food that's kind of in line with our goals. Um, making a high protein breakfast that's going to fill us up, that's going to kickstart our day. I think a huge trait of people that succeed with their fitness goals and routine, they have their mornings nailed down to a T. Um, and it's different, everyone's different, but they have something in place. If you win your morning, you will win your day. It's a bit of a cliche saying, but it is very, very, very true. Because trust me, I've had poor morning routines in place in the past. I just kind of got it whenever I fancied and you know, rolled out of bed and it's just had a huge knock-on effect to the rest of my day. I've not wanted to train, I've not had much energy, I've just eaten poorly when it comes to food. So I feel like you need to get your morning routine in place if you want to be successful in the long run with your fitness journey. Okay. Point number five, weighing yourself regularly. This is something that I believe you need to be doing if you want to manage your weight effectively. Okay, people get poor relationships with the scales, and there is no reason for that. The more weight, the more you weigh yourself the more data that you're collecting for you to understand those fluctuations and how your body responds and how your body works, okay? That's why it's so important to do that. If you're avoiding weighing yourself, then, you know, you could just end up spiraling out of control, gaining weight, you know, all of a sudden getting on the scales three or four weeks later and holy shit, I've gained three or four kilos. Oh, what am I going to do? And then that's when you're going to fall into this binge restrict cycle. So you need to make sure you're weighing yourself as much as possible and starting to understand how your body is taking things across the week. So like, for example, I know if I weigh myself on a Friday morning, my weight is gonna be so different to how it is on a Monday morning, so different. Like could it, to the point where it could be like one to two kilos heavier on a Monday morning. But I know that it's simply because where my calories are a little bit higher at the weekend, I sometimes eat a little bit more off-plan food, obviously all in line with my goals. But it just means that those fluctuations with maybe carbs, waters, uh, you know, salt, sodium, all these kind of things, might have left my weight to be a bit different on a Monday morning. And it doesn't scare me now. I know on a Monday it's going to be a little bit heavier. By the time I get to Friday, it's a little bit lighter again. So it's easy for me to take uh, and understand where my weight is. And when you do get to the position of where you're at when you're happy with your weight and you've kind of been through that reverse dieting phase, depending on where you want to head to next, I think it's important to have a bit of a weight and target in mind or kind of a weight bracket in mind of where you know you're happy with your weight. Okay, and you always want to set it to a slightly higher limit. So, you know, for example, let's say you've kind of ended your dieting phase at around 80 kilos, you've reverse dieted and you're still around that sort of 80, 81 kilo mark. Fantastic. You might then say to yourself, right, well, as long as my weight kind of ranges between, let's say, 79 on, on maybe when I just drop a little bit occasionally, um, anywhere up to like maybe 82 if I've had a sort of heavy-ish weekend and, you know, there's, there's a few extra calories that have been consumed. As long as I don't go over the 82 mark, I know I'm happy, I know I'm comfortable, um, you know, and body composition is still going to be in a very good place. So I think you need to set yourself kind of brackets with that. Um, and as I've said, the more you weigh yourself, the, you know, more data you're going to have to be able to really look at that. Um, I think that people that have poor relationships with scale weights, they're just the ones that don't really know what they're doing. They don't really understands the processes you know of training and nutrition and it kind of scares them to get on the scales because they've got no faith in what they're doing when you understand what you're doing and you've got knowledge around these things at the end of the day like it's just your weight which you should be able to you know to anticipate and understand properly okay so i think it's important to weigh yourself and this could be as much as you want like i was i used to weigh myself kind of every day um not doing that as much at the moment just because I'm kind of not remembering, but I will always make sure I weigh myself at least sort of two to three days per week, okay? So no less than once per week. You, you do not want to be 
um, staying away from the scales for any longer than that. Um, I'm also a massive advocate as well, which kind of ties into this point of taking photos, okay? So even if you're not working with a coach, still take photos of yourself. Right? It might sound a bit vain, but you're gonna be able to tell a lot from photos. Like I take, I mean, I have a coach, so he requires photos of me, but even points when I've not had coaches, um, you know, during my journey, I've always taken photos of myself. And even if that's just a selfie in the mirror, you know, like at least it will tell me roughly where my body composition is and it will kind of give me a good idea of how lean I am and how I'm looking. And if I can see that I am spiraling a little bit and I'm getting a little bit larger, which I have before, like I've I've come off the back of a competition and I have gained weight fast and the photos have been quite a big eye-opener for me because I've been like, geez, like, okay, I'm actually gaining quite a lot here. I need to rein this in, you know? So I think photos and being honest and taking that is a super important thing that um, really you need to be doing as well. So photos and regular weigh-ins uh, is, is two things that I would really be keeping on top of. The next one, point number six, eat the same foods most of the time, okay? Now, what I mean by that it is okay to be boring with your nutrition. You're probably already doing this subconsciously anyway. You're probably eating very similar foods each day anyway, right? People do this. They think they need all this variety, but they actually end up eating very similar foods anyway. But to be successful with your nutrition... Uh, with your diet in the long run, you need to be boring. You need to narrow down the food you actually enjoy eating and just eat more of them. Um, I'm always, I've always been an advocate of your structure in the day should be pretty much the same, give or take a couple of meals and a couple of variations. And it should be the evening time where you start to have a different meal potentially where you're eating with your family, you're eating with others, your partner. That's where you can experiment and start to, you know, maybe use my fitness pal and start to kind of bring in new meals um, and you know experiment but I am a massive believer that structure needs to be had I've worked with a lot of people now and at times when people have fallen off track a little bit it's because they've tried to experiment with foods too quickly they've, they've stopped the structure and the samey foods they've been having and they've struggled because there's not been that kind of you know more militant approach which was working in the past so I think you need to really narrow that down, okay? You don't have to eat the same foods all the time, every day. You don't have to be boring. You don't have to eat chicken and rice all the time. But I am a massive believer that there are certain meals that should be pretty much the same most of the time and on autopilot, okay? I'm going to take myself as an example here. Like, right now, the foods, I'm in a very, very good place at the moment in terms of my eating schedule. My calories are being hit every single day. Like, very militant with my approach. And the, the kind of reason for success with that is most of my meals are the same, um, I have one evening meal, which is different, um, and that's kind of like a, a home-cooked recipe or something like that. Apart from that, my food is pretty much the same. I have the same breakfast, I have the same pre-workout meal, I have the same post-workout meal, I have the same kind of you know lunch slash evening meal. Dinner is a little bit different, and then in the um, post post dinner, I have something that's exactly the same as well. And it just means that hitting my calories, hitting my macros is an absolute breeze. Um, I enjoy the food I'm eating in the day, so it doesn't feel like a grind. And guess what? I'm running a business. I want to make sure that my decisions are going where they need to be. I want to make sure where my energy um, is where it needs to be. I don't want to be thinking about what I'm going to be having for lunch. I don't want to be thinking about what I'm going to be having for breakfast. I want that on autopilot. And it massively, massively helps me now because I just know that's what I'm going to have and I enjoy it. Um, and yeah, looking at it from that perspective in terms of managing my condition, it just becomes easy because I know these foods have worked for me now. I know they digest well. They give me energy and I enjoy eating them. Um, so it's always been the kind of the way for me to, to, to do. So I would definitely recommend that you start looking at the foods you enjoy, 
um, and you develop a schedule that works around you, works around your life, works around the times that you can actually eat, works around your job, um, and start eating fairly similar boring foods. Uh, I say boring, I don't mean boring foods, I mean kind of a boring uh, approach, you know, to people maybe looking at it from outside because it's quite, quite similar in terms of the food you're eating each day, okay? Boring stuff works, so don't try and be fancy for the sake of it. Um, anytime that I've tried to be more fancy with my nutritional approach, it's not particularly ended very well. Okay, I'm kind of using my fitness pal and trying to be super fancy with macro and all these different foods. And I'm not a massive believer in it. I think certain meals on autopilot and then certain fun around the weekend and around those evening meals as well. Okay, point number seven, limit your alcohol. Now, alcohol is probably the biggest, one of the biggest hindrances and deviations to why people don't get results. And I'm not just talking from the actual calorie perspective of alcohol. That Yes, there are calories in alcohol, which are pretty detrimental to people's fitness goals, especially if you like drinking beer. You know, if you're drinking like five, 10 pints of beer at the weekend, you're gonna really, really struggle um, when it comes to kind of maintaining weight loss or, or, or you know, or in actually getting weight loss. Um, but even if we take calories away, there are so many problems with alcohol in terms of how it affects your mood, your recovery, um, you know, how tired you are, um, your actual ability to lose body fat. So it actually blunts fat oxidation, which is how our body loses body fat. Um, it's it's harder for us to be able to build muscle. It limits muscle growth. Um, you know, it's essentially poisoning you. So look, I'm not saying, I'm not being a boring bastard and saying you should not be having alcohol. I actually drink. Most weeks I'll probably have some form of drink. Maybe it's just like a, a gin or something like that. Um, you know, I'm not against it, but it needs to be controlled. It really, really does. If you are drinking heavily a lot, you are going to really struggle when it comes to maintaining uh, your weight and, and maintaining that lean look and, and definitely maintaining abs. You know, if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to maintain a six pack year round and, and just generally be that guy who's just in awesome shape. If you try and picture alcohol with that as well, you're going to really, really struggle. So have a couple of drinks, know your limits and just be okay with actually going out and not having alcohol. Okay, you don't have to have alcohol to enjoy yourself. You know, even though that's like the sort of social pressure that we're in now, it doesn't need to be that way at all. You can quite easily go on a night out and enjoy yourself without actually having alcohol um, or just limit yourself to one to two drinks and know your limits and stay on top of your game. Because I know for a fact after coaching the the amount of people i have had i have alcohol is a huge problem when it comes to results um you know when we go out and we get pissed we wake up the next day we don't want to train we've got no energy we don't want to eat well it just doesn't end well and then maybe by monday you know we're starting to feel better again and we just get into that vicious cycle of like right i feel like absolute shit you know in terms of i've i've gone off plan at the weekend i need to get back on it now you run yourself into the ground monday to friday get to the end of the week, again, struggling, and then the, the kind of cycle happens, you know, you go out, you drink a lot, and you're back to square one, so I just think, if you can avoid alcohol as much as possible, and you want the absolute best results, and you want to really get into the best shape you can, I think you need to try and kind of keep alcohol to one side for the moment, you know, maybe get to your initial weight target, get to where you want to be first, and then reintroduce alcohol after, and start kind of enjoying it more then. Um, next up, number eight, have an effective minimum dosage for your busier weeks. This is a huge, huge one, okay? The problem that people have, which is probably gonna touch on my last point actually, but I'll kind of uh, go into it a little bit now, is people can't seem to get the balance right in terms of that all or nothing mentality. If people can't have a perfect week, 
then it's almost just like, oh, fuck it. I can't be asked anymore. I'm just going to have to go back to old ways again. There's no sort of minimum that people are prepared to put in on those weeks that are super busy. And this has saved me, I know, so much. Okay, like the odd week for me where, you know, maybe I am super busy, maybe I'm on holiday, you know, maybe I'm I'm just away in general. And I know that I can't get that kind of, you know, perfect routine and I would normally have that ideal week for me that was a kind of optimal week in my own head if I know I can't do that some weeks instead of just thinking oh fuck like this week might as well just go down the pan now I'll have an effective kind of minimum dosage that I know that will still if not move the needle just maintain the needle for me okay so we'll maintain where I'm at at the moment and then as soon as I'm ready to get kind of straight back into the norm again I can do that but it's not that I've fallen off the wagon. I've just had a week of it being a little bit slower and I've kind of accepted that. I've almost made that decision, that intuition before. And I know this isn't going to be the most perfect week, but I'm not going to fall off the wagon. I'm not going to completely fall back and, and lose, you know, the progress and the momentum that I've got in the moment. So, you know, this could be literally like, right, my kind of optimal week is my five sessions in the gym per week. You know, it's me tracking my calories every day. It's hitting my protein. It's doing my steps, blah, blah, blah. My minimum dosage week is three sessions per week. It's just making sure I stay within my calories this week, maybe not worrying as much about protein. Um, it's getting in, let's say, 8K steps per day because I'm super busy at work. I think I'm going to struggle with the 10K. If you do that, that is going to be a damn sight better than you saying, right, this week is just not going to happen. I'm not going to train. I'm not going to get my steps in. I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want. I'm probably going to be eating out because I'm at work. Like There are two big differences there. If you do the first one, you are not going to lose progress. You could even still make progress just from doing those things. Like at the end of the day, if we're still controlling our calories and we're training to a certain extent, you're still going to actually make progress towards a goal. Okay. But it might not be exactly how we want it to be panned out. Um, and even when we're looking at that from a maintenance standpoint, you cannot just have weeks where you're just like, Ugh, I can't be asked this week. You know, I'm not going to train. I'm not going to eat well. Okay. There always has to be an effective minimum dosage that you are going to put in on those weeks where things possibly aren't the best. Okay, a lot of you listening to this are going to be busy. You're going to be busy mums, busy dads. You're going to have jobs, kids to look after. There's going to be a lot on your plate. In some weeks, you are not going to be able to do things exactly how you'd like them to do. But do not think, right, I'm not doing anything at all this week. Just have some minimum that you can still give, which will keep you. If you can apply that rule, then you will never ever going to kind of fall off and, you know, and fall back and lose progress. So it's something that I would really recommend you kind of have a bit of a conversation with yourself and get that in your head. And you can use that as ammunition as soon as you need it, kind of when you hit one of those weeks again. Okay. Point number nine, getting proper rest and proper sleep. People don't do this and people underestimate just how important sleep is. Um, and I know that as well, because there has been some weeks where I have neglected my sleep, you know, whether that's because I've been working too much and kind of, you know, under the impression that I need to grind and, and, and work as much as I can to grow my business, which actually, again, is is going back the other way because we lack sleep and, and we end up not being as productive. Um, or whether it's just where I've been going out too much, kind of back in my uni days. Anytime I've done that, I have felt the negative effects of it. I know that for a fact. I've become hungrier. I've had less energy. My training has been shit. I've had no motivation. My productivity has dropped. Sleep is so, so important in so many different ways. And you will know when you're not getting enough sleep in place. Okay, it is a fundamental. And I've had our clients before where like we've not been seeing a drop in their scale weight. And we've looked at their calories. They've been okay. We've looked at their training. It's been good. You know, and we're thinking, why is it that we're not getting it? And I've noticed that their sleep has been off. 
And I've always said, right, let's get this improved this week. Let's get better sleep. Let's really focus. And before you know it, they're down again in the scale weight. So that's from a fat loss perspective. But even from a weight maintenance perspective and just generally feeling good and actually performing with intent and having energy, sleep is absolutely essential. So I know it's not easy for everyone. I can't just sit here and say, here are my tips for, for getting better sleep because everyone's got a different situation. Some people have got kids to look after. Some people have got shifts and stuff which interrupt their sleep. But you need to do your best to try and get in at least sort of seven hours per night. Yeah, if you're getting seven hours of good quality sleep, even six, you could probably get away with for some people. You are going to feel good. You're going to get the re the benefits from it. And you're not going to struggle when it comes to energy, appetite, all these different things. Um, unfortunately, our appetite is going to be massively affected from a lack of sleep. And if we're looking at this in terms of we need to make sure we're consuming correct amounts of food, we're not binging. Like if you're not controlling your sleep, you're going to really struggle from that perspective. And then when, as soon as that goes out the window, we know we're not going to be uh, maintaining our abs year round. So it's an absolutely essential one to make sure that we get, okay? You know, it's even looking at your weekends as well. If you're the sort of person that is going out every single weekend till like 2, 3 a.m. on Saturday night and you're losing all that sleep at the weekend when you really could be recovering from work or whatever from a stressful week, again, you're going to fall into issues. So you've got to think about your values. You've got to think about who you want to be, who you want to become and actually assess your routine and think, do you know what? What I'm doing at the moment is really not conducive towards that at all. Be honest, look at the man or or the, the woman in the mirror and have that conversation, okay? Last point, and this is a good one to end on. Never fall off the wagon completely. I absolutely, a lot of you will probably have heard this by now. I absolutely hate the on it, the off it mentality. It frustrates me so much. I get it. I really do. And I get why a lot of people fall into that bracket, are falling off it. But you cannot carry that with you if you want to stay in shape for life. If you want to maintain a good look year round and have a proud, be proud of your physique, when strong, lean, aesthetic body, you cannot just fall off the wagon for weeks and months on end because you will just fall back to old ways, have it took out the window and you will lose your results a lot uh, quicker than you think. Okay. You don't need to be perfect. And as I've said, having that minimum dosage in place is going to be absolutely essential. You don't need to be perfect. But if you just keep falling off the wagon all the time, you won't get to where you want to be. You know, you can go through like 12 week stints, 16 week stints of, you know, working towards your goals, getting in amazing shape, and you will lose your progress just as quickly as you got it. Um, if not quicker, <laughs> if not a lot quicker, um, you know, from, from doing that and, and falling back in. And it's extremely kind of frustrating you know, from falling into the all or not off, on or off mentality. So make sure that as soon as you make that commitment to your future self that I'm going to get into incredible shape, I'm going to, you know, live life to the full, reach my full potential, have a fantastic body that I'm proud of, that you do not then go back on your word and go back into your old ways and fall off it. There will be times and there will be weekends that do not go to plan. There will be weekends that aren't great. There will be times where you drink and eat too much. That is human nature. That is going to be a reality that happens to me. But that is not you falling off the wagon, okay? That is your lifestyle that sometimes is going to lead down those routes. That's not you falling off the wagon because guess what? Come Monday, you just carry back into your normal routine again. That's not an on it or off it mentality. That is just a lifestyle. That is a balanced lifestyle that you have created for yourself. Okay, so don't tell yourself I'm off it. Don't tell yourself you're on it. Just tell yourself this is now your lifestyle that you are living. Um, and, you know, this is the person I want to be. And you know, I am a lean individual that is is kind of going down that route now. And I'm not an on it or off it person. If you can have that conversation with yourself, 
you will not struggle into that that mindset okay and if you feel like you have fallen off it and you are slacking a little bit then get yourself into a position where that doesn't happen again any error any mistake that we make we need to just make sure we assess understand why that happened and then you know use it so that it doesn't happen again okay so guys those are my 10 biggest tips to maintaining abs if not abs a lean physique that you are proud of all year round i promise you it can be done no matter what situation you're in no matter what your lifestyle is like you can maintain a fantastic physique year round whilst living life to the max and if you've listened to the podcast up to this point i'm sure you're starting to realize that now as well okay and my last biggest tip is just be consistent as fuck with your approach okay you probably hear the word consistency is key all the time all that kind of stuff it generally is okay be consistent as hell with your approach day in day out that's what gets results getting in shape and staying in shape is not a glamorous sexy process it is about being disciplined and it is about being consistent all year round okay if you can do those two things then i promise you you will have a lifestyle that you are happy with you have a body that you're happy with energy you're happy with you know you'll be productive and you will be that person you've always wanted to come Okay, so you've got to really make sure that you apply that. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, uh, episode of the podcast. It's been a really good one. I hope you've taken massive value of it. It's a little bit shorter today, actually, probably because it's just been myself instead of having other people on. Um, if you have liked it, guys, I would really appreciate it if you can share this to your story and give me a tag. Um, and if you are subscribing for future episodes, they're going to be pumping out every week just as they have up to this point. Um, and again, if you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to drop me a five-star rating. I really appreciate it. Drop me a review and I'll catch you in the next episode.